What's up, degenerates? We're back for week six. Hopefully, you're doing well in your leagues. Four and one, five and zero, oh, or maybe even three and two. Uh, you're not suffering like I am in a lot of leagues at two and three, or even worse at one and four. I'm joined this week by my co-host, Mr. Ben Stefan and Mr. Diego Shaheen. Ben, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good tonight. Um, first uh, hockey game tonight for in the NHL for my Leafs. Not that that's football related, but uh, it's kind of exciting news up here in Canada. Um, yeah, my season's going pretty well as far as fantasy-wise. Uh, I think I'm winning over 50% of my uh, leagues every week, which is nice to see. And uh, hopefully that, that keeps going. I'd like to see some, uh, some playoffs in a majority of them and go for some championships this year. Yeah, 50% is a uh, pretty decent amount to win every week, given the number of leagues that we're in. Uh, I think I'm just over that myself, uh, if not a little bit closer to 60% on, on most weeks. But Diego, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, just uh, trying to figure out, I think I we may need an intervention. I think I forgot how to play redraft. My redraft <laughs> leagues are not going well at all. Well, so I may need some help. In your defense, you did take over for Brian, so he had a lot of trouble with redraft as well. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe that team is cursed. That's where everything's coming from. So no, redraft is not the best thing for me. Dynasty, I am doing a lot better, uh, but trying to have fun with it in spite of a, a lot of the bad news we're getting. Uh, it seems like every season we say the same thing. Oh, this season is horrible. But it's a short season, so trying to get the most out of it. Aside from that, uh, happy to be here today. We're happy that you're here as well. Um, I think you're on to something as far as like the injuries and stuff. I, I think we're seeing a lot more hamstrings that go right to IR this year, which is somewhat unprecedented. Usually they string us along for two or three weeks, and uh, then the guy comes out, plays, then tweaks his hamstring, and then goes to IR right after that. So I think with the with the four-game IR, Teams are now just putting guys right there and uh, getting them back, and, and they're ready to play like Cup was last week. So I, th- I do think you're onto something with that, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So we have a beer bet update between Ben and Diego. Um, so three weeks ago, we had a bet on the show that uh, Tony Jones would do better than Matt Breda over the course of three weeks. And that bet was one week on the first week, but we, we <laughs> went all three and Tony Jones has not improved. So uh, this one belongs to you, Diego. That's Diego's beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so technically it, it, it is my first, uh, bet wins, so I'm going to celebrate uh, having a beer here on the side while we're talking to this. Nice. Beautiful. Recording is always better when you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better when you're editing while you're drinking. So, uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, we got a little bit of news to talk about, um, as we do every week. So we'll jump into that, and then we'll briefly go over injuries. And we've got some uh, trade questions in our mailbag this week. Breaking news. All right, so week, uh, week six by, um, we've got the Steelers and the Packers out this week. So make sure you check your waiver wires for Steelers and Packers that people maybe have tried to 
um, strategically drop or, you know, that are out there on waivers so you can pick them up this week when no, nobody's really paying attention to them. Uh, usually you'll have to search for them because they show up at the bottom of the list. But I know in one of my leagues, uh, A.J. Dillon was still out there, so I snatched him up. Um, <clears throat> so just something to watch out for with those guys while they're on bye weeks. Um, this is the third game in London, so the final London game this week against the Titans and the Ravens. So another 9.30 a.m. game, so make sure you put those guys into your running back wide receiver slots and not leave them in your flex. And check for last-minute outs. Um, I think think um, Jackson's going to play this week. I think he's trending that direction, right, Diego? Yeah, yeah, he should be playing. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's any significant um, injuries in that game other than maybe Traylon Burks because they will not give you any information. But just check to see Friday if they – if he travels with the team, if he does, then he's most likely playing. If he doesn't, then he's obviously not. So that'll be the easiest way to tell with him. And either way, you could just leave him on the way. From yeah. Home, so. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I mean, uh. I don't know, man, with, with this wide receiver landscape, the last couple of weeks and, and with some of these injuries, you might have to play him this week. So yeah, I've dropped him twice today. Yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> don't blame you, but it, it's getting, kind of barren out there so yeah and and, and to and uh we get thursday night uh, to watch the broncos again because oh. you know we we all could use more broncos in our life right yeah, so yeah we have to watch them again hey, and thursday night football. at least it's not patriots all right <laughs> oh <laughs> you know i for, you know what i, the, I had completely anymore. forgotten about that <laughs> i can't i mean although bill belichick did say that our offense is going to be completely revamped this week so We'll see. I haven't seen him trade for any new wide receivers. I haven't seen him hire anybody new. Um, so I. So maybe we see points. I, I, that would be an improvement. Four <laughs> points is better than. Yeah, I mean, it's, the baseline is easy to uh, beat there. I mean. Okay. So I'm guessing that means that the running game is going to take a step forward and they're, they're going to get the tight ends more involved and maybe Juju Smith-Schuster will be delivering Gatorade instead of running routes. <laughs> Uh, I, I, although he probably f***ed that up too, so uh, <laughs> part of my, part uh, so, of my so, uh, so wait, is is Parker actually playing? Is he out there? He's out there. Mm, yeah, no one knows what he's doing, but he's out there. Okay, yeah. he's running the uh, he's running the cardio Cinco routes. He, he, no, 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 he's cardio. He's doing yeah. cardio. Yeah, because that's what he's always been good at, right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> all right, just go out there Enough. and run a straight line. And if I have more than two seconds, I'll throw the ball. And uh, that's not been working. So they got to find something different to do. <laughs> By now, everybody knows Justin Jefferson's out for four weeks on IR with uh, a hamstring injury. Who do you want uh, over the next few weeks? Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, or uh, what's the other kid's name? Or or the tight end. Or, yeah, or TJ <laughs> Hawkinson. Um, there's another uh, Brandon Powell. That's who it is. Yeah, Brandon Powell. That's he's, right. he's five years five years in the league. Um, had a decent week last week when when Jefferson went out, and he's very very unowned. Uh, Osborne may be owned. Addison's definitely owned. So Ben, who do you want out of 
the receiving options for the Vikings and or do you not want anything to do with that pass catching offense at this point? Um, with how bad that team is in general, they let up a lot of points. They're definitely going to be passing a lot. So uh, I think the first couple weeks I'd probably would rather have Osborne, but I think over the long stretch, Addison, as he gets more work and gets more familiar with Kirk as we go, um, I think it'll be good for him for development wise. Um, but Osborne, I think, has the familiarity with that offense and the team already built in and had some big games last year. So I think he's the one that I would target for the early set of games. But after that, I think I'd, you'd probably want Addison. Okay. Diego? So I'm going to give you an interesting stat. Uh, did you know that the Vikings have one of the best offensive lines in football today and they can't win games? And it's not only good pass protection. It's actually good uh a good running block scheme as well. They're highly rated by PFF and they can't win games, which is interesting, right? Um, yeah, they're putting up 30 points a week. Yeah, so it's a defense, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, but that, that's just amazing to me that they, they just can't figure it out. Um, I think on this one, I may actually take the tight end, Hawkinson, uh, but from the wide receivers, if I had to take one, uh, I'm going to go with Ben here. I think Osborne is very good at stretching the field, uh, but he's just not a good possession on that possession role. It, it, I've seen him make drops, and I don't know. I'd rather have Addison there. Um, if you have Hawkinson for the next couple of weeks, maybe while Addison kind of steps up, uh, you could see a nice bump up there for him, and then leading that transition to Addison, which we've we've seen him already kind of, uh, like Ben was saying, develop that chemistry with uh, with uh, with Kirk. So Addison has had uh, six targets, five targets, eight targets, one target against Carolina, and six tar- or nine targets last week. Um, like you say with Osborne, he's more of a, a stretch-the-field kind of guy. He's going to get his targets during the, during the game. But I think that you're going to see the majority of the targets now split between Addison and – uh, Hawkinson. So if I can get my hands on Hawkinson, if I don't already own him or, you know, have a, a, a good tight end, I'm going to probably try and trade for him because he's not going to be obsolete when Jefferson comes back. But if I'm already in a good position with my tight end, I'm going to go after Addison. I think he's going to get the volume. Um, I think Osborne is going to be the field stretcher. He's going to get, you know, five, six targets a game, but probably only two or three catches. Could be for 70 and a touchdown, uh, or it could be for 17. Um, hmm. And then the other kid, he, like I said, he got more work. So Brandon Powell, um, he's had one target in week three, uh, and then he got about 30% of the snaps when Jefferson got hurt and got six targets for 43 yards. So I think you'll see him get, you know, he, he he's the poor man's, piece of this offense but you know he, he may given the opportunity now work out a better role it's tough to say but I, I do think Addison is the guy to go after if you need a receiver right now okay. um, so it's in the same 
in the same realm. Uh, it's been reported that the Vikings are working out quarterbacks. Um, Nick Mullins, they sent to IR due to the back issues, so this may just be a depth thing. Uh, Diego, what do you make of this? Yeah, I, I brought this up when we were talking earlier. I think it's just a move because Mullins is, is going to IR. It, I, the question is whether Kurt's going to get traded if they can't get any wins. Uh, I believe they're playing the Bears this weekend. They are. So they have a chance to, to add another one to the win column. I mean, Kirk is out at the end of a year. He doesn't have a contract. He's playing through his contract. He said he'd be willing to come back, but he won't talk uh, negotiations until next year. I think this impacts, obviously, when we're talking about J.J., uh, Jefferson, what happens, what comes in here for Minnesota. If they really, if they keep losing games, then maybe they try to trade him. But I, I think this is just really a move. Uh, because Mullins has a bad back and they need someone to back up Kirk for now. So totally unrelated, but I did see on Twitter that Zach Wilson was spotted in a purple and yellow sweatshirt. Um, (laughs) I don't know what that means. If anything, it could just be Twitter. (laughs) It means means, uh, uh, cue up the plan for Caleb. (laughs) It it means that his, his mom's best friend, uh, likes the way he looks in purple and yellow. Uh, ben, what do you think about the Vikings uh, quarterback tryouts? I don't think it means anything. They're looking for a backup. Um, that's about it. We'll see who they bring in. Um, if it's a big name or something significant, that could be interesting. But I don't think we're going to see anybody other than a career backup coming in. Um, I would like to see him traded. I think it'd be good for the Vikings to move on. And I think it would be good for uh, a team that could be contending in their division or like the jets make the most sense. And I'm going to stick with that as where I think he's going to go, whether that's this year or go forward, um, depending what happens with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it'd be nice to see them do something and move on, but um, give Jefferson a fresh quarterback to work with, whether that's a rookie or somebody else coming in. Um, and get Kirk another chance at something else because they're not winning any games this year, the way like not enough with the, that defense. So yeah, it's it, it's interesting what you say and, and you talk about the Jets because even if they went for Kirk, they'd be actually in the same place. So I don't think it's going to happen there. Um, I know the Vikings are in a very weird position. They made all these trades. They're trying to bolster up their defense, new new defensive coordinator. But yeah, I think you're right. It. it they're sitting at one at four, and just their odds are not good at all. Well, if they lose this week to the Bears, um, I definitely think you you have to see some change, right? Like the defensive coordinator's got to get fired, or they, they actively start looking to trade Cousins. Because, I mean, I think the deadline, the trade deadline is like week eight or week nine. So we're getting week eight. closer yeah. to that anyways. So I know Saul says that we're sticking with, with uh, Zach Wilson, but. I mean, at some point, you got to think that he's going to get pressure too to to do something, especially if a guy like Kirk Cousins is available, because that's really what they're la- what they're lacking is a quarterback, and, and they can you know they can give the Vikings something, and Kirk can mm-hmm. still be a free agent at the end of the year because the Jets are going to have Rodgers coming back and at least see what they can do with that team. Their defense is solid enough that I think if he can put up thirty points, which 
with the running backs and wide receivers on that team, I think you certainly could do that. They, they got to consider it. Right. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a Jets fan and you hear the name cousins, you're yeah. Give me anyone over Wilson right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to say, you know, bring him to, uh, bring him to new England and send Mac <laughs> to, uh, the Vikings to have good <laughs> and wide receivers. But, uh, Bill won't spend that kind of money, and Cousins would not want to come here because who's he going to throw the ball Kirk to? Kirk is not going to go there. He can't throw the ball to anyone. No. So, um, you know, I can't even say that. I don't. I really don't know of any other teams that are in a position that they would want to get Kirk to Atlanta. try and win games. Like, so Atlanta. Atlanta's going to yeah, run with Ritter uh, and see what they, they have. I mean, yeah. they're doing all right. Arthur, Arthur does not care. About passing the ball, no, no, because <laughs> they have a quarterback that can't do it very well. Uh, he's, I don't know, has to be like, established. Just establish the run, <laughs> and then God, and, those and, weapons, man. Like I, if you give Kirk Cousins those weapons, he turns Drake London into JJ Light. Like, yeah, believe me, I I completely understand what you're saying. Um, you're down on Ritter. You have been. I'm not. Um, he's better than you think he is. He's not as good as I think he is. But it, it comes down to the play calling, and Arthur Smith is, wants to run the ball. He's not call, They're not calling great plays for uh, for Ritter, and it, it's showing. Like they're able to win a few games, but they're not. You know, I thought at the beginning of the year that they'd probably be able to uh, maybe win that division. And other than the emergence of Baker Mayfield, which I don't think anybody expected. Uh, you know, that division is still wide open. So mm-hmm. anything can happen there. So it's possible, but I don't think so. I think they ride it with Ritter, see what they have. And then, because they can always put in uh, Heineke, you know, if they if they get to a point where they just don't think Ritter's their guy, they can put in Heineke. So they don't really need to trade for Kirk. And from a fantasy perspective, we're still going to be okay Heineke because he's going to throw to Pitts, he's going to throw to London, and they're still going to be able to use the running game. So, I mean, I I can see where you're coming from, but I, I think they already have pieces in place that then they wouldn't do something like that. Maybe maybe Green Bay, although I don't think he'd get traded into into the division. So, absolutely not. No, but just just for that, like the division yeah. thing, that's a historic division there's no way that's happening i wouldn't expect it so they all hate each other um so time will tell we'll see what happens with that and uh i I think we'll know over the next two weeks you know for sure what's going to happen but i I definitely think if they especially if they lose this week that something's got to happen that they'll start moving pieces and tearing the tearing the team down to go for some type of rebuild because they're going to end up with a high pick so and they definitely are going to need it if they can't win it against the uh against the Bears. Uh, so let's jump into a few injuries and then we'll get on to the trades. The injury report. All right. So several injuries to, to just skim over. Um, Diego wants to remind everybody that we just highlight only the most impactful players in fantasy. Uh, we're not going over everybody. Well, there's hurt. so many injuries, and the whole show would just be injuries. Exactly. So, which if, if we had a, a multi-episode 
show every week. We, we could do just an injury episode, but um, we'll skim over these and then we'll move on to the trades. Um, Mike Evans did not practice Wednesday, coming off a hamstring. Uh, they had a bye last week. He was expected to be ready to go this week, but it does not look like he's trending in the right direction. So something to keep uh, an eye on. There was uh, Devin Tompkins had a pretty decent week last week. He's still available on most people's waiver wires because of the bye week and everything. Um, what do you guys think as far as grabbing him as a precautionary measure in case Evans doesn't play? Ben? I think if you have space or someone you want to drop um, that hasn't been performing for you, it's not a bad play. Um, I'd probably only do it in the leagues that actually have Mike Evans just as like a fill-in last minute if he can't go. But Mike Evans, I think the last few seasons has been like a did not practice uh, leading up to games quite a bit and gets the vet days off and benefit of the doubt because he doesn't really need to practice at this point in his career by the sounds of it. So. uh I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic that he does play because he seems to always be hurt or banged up, but still manages to get out there. So, no, um, I would agree. Um, and also, just a, a quick note on because you bring up, you know, the the out and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so in sleeper, bye week players maintain their injury injury designation going into their bye week. So keep that in mind if you have a Packer like say Aaron Jones. You can leave him on your IR for this week if your league allows out players on IR and you have that extra roster spot for a week. So just something to consider when you're uh, looking at your team. Diego, thoughts quick on Evans and, and his replacement? No, I think I think uh, I would steer away uh, from the other guys. I mean, God was still there. I think Evans may play um, kind of what you alluded to too earlier in the episode where you have the, the short stint in IR and then all, all these hamstrings are going there. We didn't see that with with Evans yet, so at least I, I'm going to take that as, as good news and just wait a little bit more and see if maybe he starts practicing tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown. was limited in practice today. Um, didn't play, obviously, last week. It was a late-week scratch. Uh, any concern from you guys on on St. Brown or uh, Gibbs for the Lions who, who missed with a hamstring last week? Diego? Yeah, so hammy injury with Gibbs. I think he doesn't play this week again. And St. Brown, I would just say closely monitor. Uh, he It came down to the wire last time. Um, the coach is saying he, he will play this week, but you still – things are not linear, right? He, he could – hurt himself out there while, uh, while in practice or something. So that's where I stand on those guys. Okay. Ben? Uh, yeah, I don't think Gibbs is likely to do much anyway. With Monty getting the workload he's getting, they'll probably ease him back from the hamstring injury, and he'll get uh, he'll get workload limited. But And then hopefully we see St. Brown, Brown back this week. All right. Um, Saquon Barkley still dealing with the ankle sprain was limited in practice on Wednesday. Uh, this is going into week three with this ankle, week three or week four, week four, uh, with this ankle sprain. So I think he's got to be getting close to being back on the field. They definitely need him. The giants are not the same with him off the field, but they're not the same this year either. Um, 
Ben, any thoughts on on Barkley, whether he's going to play this week or not? No, just I hope he's back. I have him in a lot of places right now, and I need him back because those teams started out really hot, and they've been faltering. Um, at least last week they didn't do so well. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping he gets back, and it's sounding like he should be able to get on the field. We'll just have to see because they play late in the week, I believe. Yeah, uh, Sunday night, I think. Yeah. Um, Diego? I think he may not play. I think they're still going to give him another week. They have they have the Bills this week, Sunday night. Uh, have a plan in place because uh, he may not. And then, unfortunately, that's the Monday game. Cowboys and Chargers, or have someone else from that team. But I uh, I don't think. I mean, my man, Brita again. But yeah, <laughs> but I'll give you another four points. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's just that's the it's, only it's, plan you have when it's late yeah. game, right? No, it's tight. I, I think he doesn't play. I think uh, they, they want him to be a full strength. Uh, to, he, I don't know. He, he's just struggled with these uh, ankle injuries. He, he was very frustrated that that game. So, but I think he doesn't play again. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of trending in the same way. And, and like Ben, I have him in a lot of places, and it's really hurting uh, my teams. And I don't know that I'll be able to crawl out of that hole if I don't get him back this week. Uh, next week at the latest, it will be too late. So, um, Roshan Johnson suffered a concussion last week. Uh, Herbert is also out for the Bears, and uh, Homer did not practice this week. <laughs> this was fun. Um, yeah. Um, Deontay Foreman has been a healthy scratch the last three weeks. So he's he's the guy so, that's good, that would take everything if, he, if they're not available. He would be the guy that takes everything. Um, I don't expect Roshan back this week with concussions. Like we said, uh, I think in week four, they usually take two weeks for them to clear the concussion protocol. And Homer is the long shot, I guess, to, to play. But I think I'd rather have Deonta Foreman uh, of any of those guys if Herbert's out. Diego, any anything different on that? So Roshan, he may make it because the injury was on Thursday, and this game's on Sunday, so it gives him a little bit of time. So maybe he gets lucky and he can play. But even if he plays, I still think, I think it's more of a foreman comes in to take over the Herbert role, and just uh, Roshan just continues to do what he what he was doing. And then the other guy there is Darrington Evans, so. But that's like a deep, deep league where where you need to play someone uh, based on what happens with Roshan. That's that's where I land on that. All right, Ben. Yeah, I'd probably stay away from this altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, Foreman might be the only option worth sliding into a lineup, but he's been healthy scratched for a reason. Um, I don't know. I I just see it. it's going to be a big Fields running game, is from what I can tell, because they'll be using that that and a lot of airing it out. So I'd stay away from the running backs. Yeah, I think I would as well. Um, mm-hmm. Even as bleak as the running back market is right now because of injuries. Um, Deshaun Watson still nursing a bad shoulder. Uh, PJ Walker could be the starter. Uh, Watson coming off the bye week. Uh, kind of expected him to be ready to go this week after the you know the week off. Uh, something to monitor. If P.J. Walker's out there, I don't think you fire up any of your Browns. Um, maybe maybe Ford. Um, Cooper. Cooper, if you're desperate. But P. 
P.J. Walker throwing the ball is not good. I mean, he couldn't even make the Panthers squad. So, hey, uh, he had some good games last year. Yeah, yeah. He had that game against <laughs> Atlanta where he threw a bunch of touchdowns, threw a deep one to, to like one of the best passes of the season to D.J. Moore in the end zone. Yeah. So yeah. he he's okay. Like I think Amari Cooper would be more than okay with P.J. Walker, but I'd be reluctant to start any, anybody else. I'm very skeptical. desperate times call for desperate. No, they do, and it, with the bye weeks and injuries and stuff, you may have to. Like I. Yeah, you know where you where you took Cooper, you you really can't sit him at all. Um, no, you got to play him. But yeah, I'm I'm going to temper expectations. How's that? All right, fair enough. Walker's going to whatever you Walker's need to do. Walker's going to suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have somebody else playing like they, the week they before? Did. Um, yeah, they play their their rookie, but it, but it, it didn't go well at it all. It didn't go well, so they're going to get PJ Walker a shot. <laughs> I said, hey, um, let, let's give let, let's give Walker a chance I mean, because great, this didn't work. that that poor kid went in against uh, Baltimore, right? So yeah, yeah Baltimore like, is uh, Thompson Thompson Robinson. Thompson Robinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he got killed, and then so this week going up against San Fran, yeah, I don't blame him for not putting him back out there because that's what we're no thanks. No moss, please. That's what worries me about putting PJ Walker out to right. be even in a desperate time in San Francisco. So that that's kind of why I'm a little more leery because their defense is is hitting and uh, they're going to put a ton of pressure on on Walker. The good thing is that game could be over by the end of the first quarter, and and there could be plenty of garbage time. Yeah, yeah, that's also like last possible. Week. <laughs> yeah, poor that's poor Thompson which, guy. He put up. Uh, he went thirty six. Completed 19, 121 yards, three interceptions. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, the other side of that game, though, with, uh, you know, since you bring that up, Ben, San Francisco, you got to be careful who you start from that game because you may end up uh, with McCaffrey with 15 or 16 points like he did last week because they just didn't need it. So, yeah, I think you know they're I mean? going to get him his touchdown because he's on a 14 game touchdown streak and one more sets the NFL record. Yeah, no, they're definitely going to, uh, like, he's going to get a touchdown. Uh, what I'm saying so you is one. You only get one, not three. Right. And <laughs> just one. And, and Those if are you're up 14 Sorry. nothing or, or, or something like that, you may see him sit. You may see, you know, like Ayuk sit. You may see Debo sit. I mean, have we ever seen a, a team that's too good for fantasy football? Because I think we might be running into that shortly. I, we, well, we, we would have been running into that with the Dolphins too, but uh, I mean. Their defense isn't as good. That's they're the not. Problem. No, they're not. So, Come on, it's, guys. It's, it's, it's San Francisco. So, someone's getting injured. They already had someone injured. Hey, and then, just stop and right then there, they're, they're, sir. And they're going to lose a quarterback around week seven. No, that's, they can't lose that's how it works. It's San Francisco. This is Sister Rachel. And Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. All of the cursed quarterbacks are gone. <laughs> yeah. Who's the, who, so I'm, I'm going to start looking at who the uh, who the backup is there. Oh, Darnold, right? Sam yeah, Darnold. Sammy boy. Yeah. That would help me a lot, a lot actually, but I don't yeah, want yeah. Brock Purdy going no, down. I, I like either. him a lot. I like Brock. <laughs> Brock's good for football right now. Um, yeah. All right, so players that were placed on IR this week, which means they're going to be out for the next four weeks. Uh, Justin Jefferson, which we already talked about. James Conner is out. Uh, his waiver, uh, his replacement is the big waiver wire pickup of the week. Um, Devon Achan is out for four weeks with a hamstring, and Anthony Richardson is out on IR for four weeks. So Gardner Minshew is your guy. And and uh, Richardson, from what I'm reading, he, if he needs surgery, you're looking at eight weeks. That that's the season, guys. I mean, they're not going to bring it back. 
if he's right. out for eight weeks. Yeah, so, so he's that's it, done. Uh, a grade three uh, shoulder injury, mm-hmm. AC joint sprain, right? Yeah. So, like Diego says, could require surgery. So that one um, definitely you should look at if you're in you know a redraft league and you don't have an IR spot. You can hold him, but your bench is going to be tight. Um, you know, keeper leagues or something like that, you're definitely going to want to hold him because you probably got a pretty decent uh, spot where you drafted him that you can keep him for next year. Uh, Dynasty, I mean, you, I don't know where you're at with your team. You know, if you're if, if you're in a super flex and you need another quarterback, either try and trade for Minshew or, you know, try and trade – Anthony Richardson away and get, you know, a, a decent return on him because I expect for the injuries to continue just the way he plays football. So, yeah, he, he either changes his style. And, and I, I know I said this on the chats and, and it wasn't an omen or anything like that, but it's just, you could tell the way he was playing that he was going to get injured Yeah, uh, to the degree that he it would cost him the season. Yeah. I mean, we, we've said this about Lamar. We said it about fields. We've said it about a lot of the Russian quarterbacks. Because uh, they, you know, he, he's a tough kid. He plays hard, but that doesn't last in the NFL for the quarterback. So, yeah, no, these uh, we talked about this. Here. The NFL is completely different than than college. These guys will take you out of the league. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so, Ben, any thoughts on a on AR fifteen? Whether you would be holding him in dynasty if you're a con- if you're a contender, or would you be looking for another quarterback to kind of give you that push as long as you could get a decent return? Um, I'm kind of wrangling with that right now in uh, in Reed's League EDL because I have him. Most of my team is aging and dying this year with injuries. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones has been out for me. Saquon's been out for me. Mike Evans is banged up. Um, who else did I lose? Oh, I lost. Yeah, I lost Richardson. Um, I don't know what to do because the rest of my team is... Like I've Kittle, I've Kelsey. I have a pretty good team if if I can hit with uh, another quarterback. But it being super flex, without him going and Dak struggling, I'm kind of in a position where I'm either selling everything, or I have to move Richardson. But I don't know what I could get. I have to kind of go see what that market looks like. Um, it's it's really tough because he puts up the points, and you hope that injury isn't something that is going to happen always like he's not going to be another RG three, but, and he's going to be more on the Lamar side, but I guess like we'll only be able to see what happens the rest of the season and where he goes. I'd probably hold on to him in, in dynasty. Cause I, unless you know, for sure you're like, you're locked in as a top three team and you can get something useful and you have other quarterbacks go for it, but it's so tough to figure out. I mean, I could probably part with Sam Howell in EDL. Just going to throw that out there. You can go ahead and drop him. Go nuts. <laughs> I've refused to trade Joey for uh, Gardner Minshew this long. It's not happening now, so I'm going to be making some other type of move. Would you like me to trade <laughs> for Gardner Minshew and then trade him to you so you don't have to trade with Joey? <laughs> no, because he wants, like, uh, I don't like dealing with it. I, I don't want him. Um, I don't really want somebody like wasting another asset that I'm already short on to grab a quarterback that's not going to help me win. 
Like it's just not. I I think I'd rather start a flat like a different a wide receiver in the flex or keep playing Kittle in that spot or something than than get a quarterback for an asset that I could use in my starting lineup. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean it's it's a valid point. Like Kittle's gonna I mean Kittle. Uh Minshew's gonna get you fifteen to twenty points. Uh, but you can easily get that out of some of the other guys you have on that team. So Yeah. It's so if I was in the same position I was last year where I was first place had a huge points lead. Um, when Lamar went went down, I had to make a move, and I went and got. Um, I paid way too much, and I got Huntley. Um, just to get some points in that spot, probably shouldn't have made that move, but I had to because I like I was in a contending position. And then when Hertz went down, um, I traded him away. Again, but all of this stuff paid off, and I won the league. But now I'm in a position where I'm like in this no man's land. I don't know where to go up or down. Do I sell more things to try to keep competing now? Do I sell off everything I have and call this year a wrap? It's, it's hard to say. I think I'm going to need to wait a couple more weeks and see how things flush out, but I need to address quarterback at some point. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. Um, yeah. All right. So that'll wrap up injuries. Um, you know, you know what would, accelerate this process hold on so one second is if diego would just trade me bryce young and i could make the decision to move on now would be would be lovely i thought We've you just said you wanted this. a quarterback that would put up points yeah but like if i get bryce young i'm just going to tear down the rest of the team that makes the decision for me so. <laughs> and diego's doing really well he could use like a deck a Dak in that second spot instead of yeah, Bryce. because yeah. Dak is doing so well. Yeah, yeah. that team's better than the Panthers, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I'm starting Cousins. So for the listeners, I do have Cousins in my homes there. Young is actually my backup quarterback on that lead. I mean, I'd be pushing for Anthony Richardson in return for Bryce Young if I were you, Diego. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not going for that. <laughs> I mean. You you can't get between the Panthers fan and his Panther. I, I didn't know. draft him. You know I had the chance to, right? I, I took Richardson. I know. Yeah, and, he and, he passed on him, and I I, I called him out and said I said this is going to come back to haunt you. And Richardson is now it's hurt fine. and letting you down. Could miss the whole season, and there goes your shot at uh, a repeat. Yeah, and, and for the low low price of just Bryce Young, you could be on your way to victory. Oh, I'm good, thank you. all right uh so we'll move on to uh oh i wanted to mention uh austin eckler should be back this week from injury there was a uh announcement on tuesday that he was going to be out going to ir Uh, i believe that was false Um, i think he's uh, trending to play on sunday or monday i think they play this week yeah his own quote was 99 percent sure he's gonna play yeah so. so Uh, don't believe everything you hear on Sleeper. Uh, so we'll jump into uh, some trades that we've been sent into our mailbag and uh, just, just kind of talk over a couple of those. And then we'll jump into the Harry Potter segment after that. The mailbag. All right. So one of the trades that happened in uh, one of our redraft leagues, uh, Mr. Hayes. And Mega Mark uh, traded. Uh, Hayes got David Njoku and T. Higgins, and Mega Mark got Mark Andrews. Now this was before the week four injury to T. Higgins. 
Uh, which side are you guys taking with this one, Diego? No, the, the trade, when you look at the teams, it, it makes sense what they were trying to do. Uh, unfortunately, the week four injury happened. Uh, anytime I have the ability to bolster the tight end position, I'm going to go with that just because the tight end position, we know how it is. So I think on this side, I would take Andrews. Andrews just because, again, the tight end position, it's horrible if you don't have one of the top guys. And Andrews started up slow, but I think he's doing way much better. Uh, he's, he's starting to get more into that offense. I think he's just healthier, and that's that's what you're seeing there. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, myself, I think I would be looking at uh, Joku Higgins' side, but I definitely can see where Mark needed to jump to Andrews in, in that league for what he's got for his roster. Ben? Uh, well, and Joku's on fire, so that's a poor poor joke for the <laughs> face prints he got. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but no, uh, I, I think I would still take the Higgins and the Joku side. Like, you're getting a tight end that you can play, and you're getting a guy on a team that's heating up a bit, that offense is getting hotter. Um this is obviously before an injury, so at that point, like you're you're buying low a little bit, I think, on Higgins, because going yeah. into the season, he was thought of pretty highly. Um, Andrews and that offense doesn't seem to be running too hot, and I don't think they're going to be passing a lot. I think they're kind of trending the opposite direction. Um, so I, I before that injury, obviously, and I'm not sure how long Higgins is going to be missing time, but I think I would take the two player side with Higgins and Njoku. All right. Um, the next one, would you trade Justin Jefferson? And then if you would, would you trade him for Austin Eckler, Elijah Moore, and a 2024 first? Ben? Uh, the answer, would I trade Justin Jefferson? Yes. Um, if that 2024 first is going to be high and I'm a contender, I'd probably take the Eckler Elijah Moore side. Um, if it's a contender selling me Justin Jefferson and trying to get uh, the other side, and I'm, I don't know. Like I think I would take the Justin Jefferson side in this trade in a vacuum. But the placement of that first is kind of important. No, I I would agree on that. The, the first is definitely important, Diego. So on the Jefferson situation, we've been chatting about it, and I think you always have to be willing to look at at players and, and moving them. And obviously the only reason Jefferson comes up now is because of his, his IR stint. But that immediately brought up the whole situation with the quarterback and what he's going to have next year. I think we could be looking at Jefferson at like highest value right now. And this injury just opening the opportunity to actually try and trade for him because before the owner was just not even considerate, right? On this trade, I'm kind of where you guys are. I would make the move. Uh, even if that 2024 is a, is a mid and I'm contending, I think I would make the move. The whole Elijah Moore thing is tied to, uh, to the Sean Watson. You would want that team like that team's a mess because Watson has it just it's not playing. His last season was horrible, but I think I'd make the move if, I, if if I'm a contender. I'm replacing Jefferson with Eckler, and then I'll just worry about. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't uh, we don't count who has the best players on the roster. We just count the wins on the and and the titles. So if you're a contender, I would make this move. 
if I'm so if I'm in if I'm a rebuilding team in Dynasty and I can get Jefferson and I can give away a mid or late first and, and Eckler, I'm I'm way okay with doing that and, and then throwing in Elijah Moore. I'm more than happy to do that because I, obviously I'm going to be waiting till next year. Um, if I'm a contender, giving away Jefferson, I don't know that I'm going to do it. Um, I mean, you're, you're basically getting Eckler for one season, which is this season, and you're trying to win. But depending on my team, you know, if I'm if I'm in the position you're in an EDL, then uh, I would probably be more than happy to do this because I know my team's old. I know my team's about to get completely tore down and, and rebuilt. So mm-hmm. I, I would probably send Jefferson. That, that gives me the, the ultimate chance right now to win this year, and, and at least I have a first to rebuild with. Um. I don't know. It, for me, it's situational. I, I just traded for, for Jefferson in the keeper league that I'm in with Moz, and, and I got Jefferson, and I get to keep him as a 13th-round pick next year. And, and I gave up Kenneth Walker and T. Higgins. So I'm not contending there. I can wait for Jefferson, and being able to keep him as late as I can uh, is huge. You know, and where, like, Walker was a sixth-round pick, and Higgins was a ninth round pick, but Moz is in a win now, and he can't really afford to not have Jefferson for four weeks. So it made sense for both of us there. But you know, I'm going to try and get him where I can, whether I'm contending or not. I think, um, but if I am contending, it's going to be situational whether I want to let him go because when he comes back in four weeks, he's still going to be the number one wide receiver. So. You know, if I can weather those four weeks, maybe maybe go two and two. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm, you know, I gotta evaluate bye weeks and whatnot, but I'm gonna try and hold on to that asset as much as I can. Um, yeah, I I just looked at it actually over there, because um, I have AJ Brown. I've been trying to look to move him. I don't know what kind of package that looks like. Go in that direction, because I think going forward, I I would obviously rather have Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But, and the team that has JJ now is four and one and losing him could sink their season. So I don't know what kind of package I can get, whether I, whether who has the higher value at this point. I mean, depending on like, depending on the team, you may be able to just send AJ Brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Depending on how straight how, up. Yeah. Depending on what the what that other team is looking at for wide receivers yeah. and bye weeks and stuff like that, like it, I could see, I can see a spot where that's a legitimate offer. Mm-hmm. So, and that's an offer. Knowing what your team looks like there and the position you're in, that's an offer I might consider doing. And, and then yeah. that tells you if, if they take that. Or you can work out something, you know, relatively decent. You know, you, you pull the pin and, and start rebuilding again. Yeah, it would definitely accelerate my decision-making on what I'm doing in that <laughs> league. Uh, yeah. so, all right, so Justin Jefferson, 
for Brandon Ayuk, Kenneth Walker in the 2025 first. Which side are you guys on there? Give me the Ayuk Walker in the first, like probably all day. Diego? Yeah, me too. I mean, at that point, I would, again, uh, assuming I'm a contender, I'll let go of that. And even if I'm not a contender, that's that's enough that's enough capital with those players there. I, I For whatever reason, I've been really liking Hayuk lately. Yeah. I think it's just because I watched uh, Purdy just throw that those passes. Um, so I, I, I take the Ayuk side there. So I, again, this coming back to the point that I think at this point, you can actually try and trade and even contenders can still try to keep, stay in it uh, <clears throat> and, and asking still a lot. And some people may do it. I think, I think this is the tipping point. You know what I mean? Where where you're actually to the value side where it makes sense to get rid of Jefferson because you're getting back a solid wide receiver, a solid running back, and a future pick uh, down the road when you're going to be forced to rebuild. But the two guys you're getting are young enough that you can bridge a couple of years. It doesn't it doesn't hurt as bad to get rid of Jefferson like it does with that first offer where you're getting Eckler for a year. Elijah Moore really hasn't produced. You know what I mean? So th- this, I think, is probably right where you're at with the value where it makes more sense to move Jefferson than it does to keep him. Ben? No, I, I agree. Um, I like Ayuk a lot. Uh, Kenneth Walker is a guy you can start every week. And then that 2025 first, you can hold on to that until you need to use it if it's looking like it's going to be a higher pick, depending on how the Jefferson trade worked out for the other, other guy. Or you can pawn that off and continue to try to contend and get another piece, uh, package that first with something else to upgrade somewhere else. Um, I like getting firsts in a lot of deals as long as they're not super far out, but I like getting them in places where I'm contending where I can pawn it off and get something else. I did it last year in a couple of leagues. It worked out really well. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like getting first. I usually like trying to get one year. Uh, I don't typically like to go two or three years out, but sometimes it's necessary and sometimes it works out pretty well. All right, so next trade, 12-team Superflex, uh, PPR. It's a dynasty league, and side one is a contender. Uh, so side one, uh, side one gives up A-Chain and Alave and gets – Josh Jacobs and Amon Ross St. Brown. Diego, what do you think of this trade for the contender? <laughs> yeah, sign me up for it. <laughs> ben, do you agree? Oh, yeah. Um, even before the injury to uh, HN, I, I would take it, uh, Amon Ra and Jacobs in that trade. Okay. Yeah, all day. I would agree. Yeah. So. I think we're all three on the same side there. Yeah. Um, the next one comes from uh, – that was from Dead Man Moz. Um, he asked us about that one. This one comes in from Shane. Uh, he is 5-0 and in his league. It's a 12-team super flex PPR with three wide receivers, two flex. Um, he gains Mike Williams and gives up Adam Thielen. Uh, what do you guys think about this trade? Ben? This is Dynasty? This is has to be because this is Mike Williams out for the year. Dynasty, yes. Uh, I wouldn't give up Adam Thielen. I think their careers 
have about the same amount of life left. And Adam Thielen's a target monster everywhere he goes. Yeah, give me give me Thielen right now. I mean, when Williams came into the league, I was a big Williams fan, but uh, back then I didn't know what I know now, which is that unfortunately it, there's no season where he is not injured, and it's not just a minor injury; it's a lot of timeout. And um, just if I'm contending, just give me Thielen. I mean, he is. It's funny, right? We we had all Thielen was. Left for dead, and suddenly he is getting, I don't know how many targets. Ben, you probably know better than I do. It was like at least 10 targets every game. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I'm also on the Thielen side. Um, I think trading for Mike I've, – I've always been down on Mike Williams since he came into the league. Uh, I never thought he was as good as everybody made him out to be. I thought he was a boom-bust player, and he is. Um, he is. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. So I, I would take the Thielen side all day long. Just given age, doesn't really matter to me with, with where they're both at. Um, Thielen's getting the targets. And with a young quarterback, is going to continue to get the, the targets this year and probably into next year. So I would have kept the age on that one. Because Mike Williams is going to be tough to trade unless you can find somebody that believes in Mike Williams, which those people are getting fewer and yeah, far that's, between. That- that's kind of the other thing at this point with his injury. Like, what are you going to get for him? If you can get Thielen, get him. I mean, it's, it's right. producing. Well, yeah, like the guy that made the trade, you know, with, with Shane and, and got Thielen made out. I think like a bandit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. If I'm five and zero, oh, I'm going to keep the guy that's that's producing. I'm not going to give away. <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to give away those those targets for somebody who's already getting. I think Mike Williams is 27 or 28. Yeah, uh, he's twenty eight. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sounds, sounds about right. You're trading like three years. I, I'm I'm good with that. I'll keep feeling. All right, Ben. So you have a trade as well that you're looking uh, at. Yeah, I got offered. It's the same team I've been talking about all night. Um, looking at AJ Brown, trading him away. The offer that came my way was Trevante Williams and a 2024 first round. So this next class, um, that pick is from an 0-5 team at the moment. I don't think A.J. Brown helps them win too many more games, if any. Um, I'm currently 2-3, and three, and my team is old. This will kickstart, would kickstart something that would trade away a lot of my big assets for either picks or similar packages to this. Um not sure which way I go or if that's enough for a guy like AJ Brown. Diego? Uh, I would not do it. I think Javante <laughs> Williams is in the Dobbins train. I think that's a high-risk asset. Um, and AJ Brown is a known commodity. And while that 2024 first could be enticing, I just don't think is enough. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I agree with Diego. I don't think it's enough. That's what my gut told me off the bat, but that high pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's the only reason you're considering it, right? It's, yeah. a, oh, look, it's it's an all-five team, but that Williams. And then like, I looked through, and I'm like, what wide receivers can I add with that pick? And which That's the other thing, right? If you're going to break it down, don't break it over uh, running backs. Try to get no, a wide receiver exactly. in return, yeah. And he doesn't have one. Like, he's got right. Lockett. Elijah Moore, Marvin Mims. I mean, the thing with Williams, like that's about it. You can, 
you can turn around and move Williams because somebody's going to buy him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially this early in the season. You get him back one game and, and he doesn't get hurt. He has a decent outing. You can flip him because the, the dynasty value is still high on, mm-hmm. on Javante Williams. And you can get out from underneath him because I think, you know, like Diego said, I think he's kind of injury prone. I think we're looking at a J.K. Dobbins situation where he's okay when he's on the field, but he's got to be on the field. And, and you're going to have a lot of days and games where he's not on the field. So I'm so kind guys, of off is, on him myself. So here's a question. This is this is Williams' third year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it hasn't happened. And and we know. like the, Last year, I wouldn't really call last year a breakout. It was just like such a weird year. With the injury, and then the year before, it was supposed to be the breakout. And there's no breakout. Year three, like to your point, Steve, I think his he still has value, so you can trade on a name. You're not trading based off production. No, no, he has no production no. whatsoever. It's like not. so, I think the trade is gone. Unfortunately, I love the guy. I love how he runs, but it's just not happening. Um, yeah, that's I, the, my fear too. Is you get him, and then I'm stuck with him, and I can't move him, and he's not going to be helpful on a team that I'm going to be tearing down the rest of it. So, And the offense is not helping at all. Remember, yeah. we get to watch the Broncos team. again tomorrow. I hate that team. I mean, he, so Williams has had 200-yard games in three years. He's had three games at 20 points or above. Yeah, there, there's, you just don't have right. it. And it's year three. Uh, no. Fair, you'll give, him a, you'll give him a pass on last year. But before he got injured like, around week five, he wasn't also producing. Right. And and like most games, he's only getting four or five targets in the past. Like that's supposed to be where he's making all these extra points is in the passing game. But he's like this year, he had six targets, three targets, three targets, three targets. Like last year, granted he got hurt week one, he had 12 targets. It was a huge week. He only had 18 points because he got no touchdowns. But then four targets, five targets. The year before, most of the games were three targets, four targets. He had two games, that one had seven, one had nine. And, and the nine was his big game where he scored almost 30 points. Like, he, he just has not produced. And he's, he's not getting more than usually 15 uh, rushing attempts. And, I, mean, I mean, they're just not using him. Like, and, and, and let me tell you something. This guy, McLaughlin, I can't say his name. Yeah. He looked good that last that last game. I mean, so that's competition there. So it, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm off Williams. I, I don't think I have him anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I like the player, but I, I just don't see it happening. And it could be 100 percent wrong, but it's just it's not looking like it's going to happen. No, I I mean I'm in agreement with you on McLaughlin. Like the guy's played. He, he's been in four games, but I don't really count the first two. I mean, it. Uh, Against Miami, he had uh, 21% snaps. He had five rushes, which is nothing. Um, but then week four against Chicago, he had 33% of the snaps and was a running back 10. Uh, seven carries for 72 yards, three catches for 32 yards, and a touchdown. 10.29 yards per carry. Week five against the Jets, who actually have a pretty good run defense, um, nine carries. 68 yards, 7.56 yards per carry, three catches, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Like, this kid's making, you know, use of the opportunities he's getting. P. Yeah. Ryan had 66%. P. P. Ryan is, yeah. 
of the snaps and had 22 yards. The week before, 46% of the snaps, 12 yards. Like, yeah, P. Ryan had 73 yards receiving last week, but he had five targets. I mean, yeah. this kid's doing it on the ground, and, and he's doing it through the air. So, Don't do it, Ben. Don't do it. I wouldn't do that. I, w- I would not make that trade. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that'll wrap up the trades. Um, hopefully, you know, if you have any other trade questions, just send them into the show. You can shoot us DMs in Sleeper or whatever's easiest for you, uh, and we'll talk about it here on the air, give you the advice, obviously, off the air um, so that you can make the trade happen and you're, and you're not waiting for the following week's episode. But uh, hopefully this kind of gives you an idea of what values and stuff that we have on players and, and kind of what to look for in your trade, trying to get more value out of a player or whether you're getting a good deal or something like that. So uh, we'll move on to the last segment and the magical world of fantasy football chronicles. So we missed last week with the uh, with the booth questions uh, as far as getting them aired out. Apologize for that. I had uh, work emergency for Tuesday and Wednesday, and just we were not able to record. So uh, we're gonna just go over quickly what we had right and wrong as far as numbers for weeks four and five, and then we'll get into the questions for week six. Uh, so week four, Ben, you had four correct. I had two correct, and Diego had two correct. Um, I had the extra item correct. Ben, uh, did you? Uh, which one was that in week four? That was the more points than the week before? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yes, I got it right. Okay. Yeah, yeah I me th- too. I thought all three of us did on that one. And I got it right last week, too. Okay. Um, and then, so last week, week five, the questions, Ben got two right. And he got the, the player that outperformed the projections of 10 points or less. Uh, Diego, you got two right. Did you get that question right? Yeah, With the, the last question I got. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I got five of the questions correct. So I actually also got the multiplier. So I earned 15 coins last week. But I got the question wrong because I picked Terry McLaurin, and he did not <laughs> outperform his projection of 9.68 or whatever it was. So. Uh, I ended up losing two, so I netted 13 coins for last week. So, so far on the season, uh, just for total correct uh, correct questions, uh, Ben, you're at 13, I'm at 15, and Diego's at 12. So not too bad. We're pretty close as far as overall. Um, you know, obviously, that uh, if you get a multiplier, that translates much better with coins, but still not a bad season to start. Uh, hopefully you guys are doing well on your goblet choices to uh, to boost up those magic points. Because remember when I said it, I, need. remember when I said I wasn't doing well? It includes those. Oh, questions. it includes those too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, <sighs> I, I I usually do pretty well on those, so I'm willing to uh, put up my services out there for picking your goblet matchups uh, for just a low low price of a couple of magic points here and there. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask for uh, coins. I don't have any. I don't have any coins. I can't win any. <laughs> I can't um, win any. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So week six, uh, these questions, as usual, are very tough. Um, TJ Hawkinson, more or less fantasy points than Cole Komet. Uh, ben? Oh, I'm going to go more. Um, I think the Vikings passing offense with Jefferson out just leads to more targets. Um, and DJ Moore seems to be commanding more targets in that Bears offense. So uh, give me Hawkinson with more points. Okay. Diego? Yeah, I'm going to go more with Hawkinson. The only way Komet's able to make it back is just with all those touchdowns that he's catching out of those short passes on the uh, red zone. But yeah, give me give me Hawkinson. All right. I'm also going to take more um, just because of the injury to Jefferson. I think the touchdown passes are probably going to be focused more on Hawkinson, whereas on the Bears' side, a lot of those are, are going to DJ Moore from farther out in the field. Um, you know, Komet's going to obviously get some targets, potentially get some, some red zone work, but I do think DJ Moore is getting those big touchdown targets from 25, 30 yards out. So I'll take Hawkins in there. Uh, DeAndre Swift, more or less total yards than Brees Hall. Ben? Uh, I'm going to go less. The Eagles and the Jets are playing with this matchup. Um, the Jets' defense is very good. Um, I think they'll limit Swift a bit. I think the Eagles still win this game, but I think Brees um, gets more yards, and he's been very hot since being, we'll say, unleashed or not on a uh, touch count. So uh, give me Brees Hall in this one. Diego? Uh, I'm going to go more just because I think the Eagles front line can stop Hall. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. I can't think of any other reason to just. I got, the other reason is just to be a contrarian. I ain't got no more. Yeah. All right. So in games, so here's an interesting stat. So in games that Bruce Hall has had at least 50% of the snap share, his lowest score is 15.2 fantasy points. Um, and that's been roughly 100 yards total. Um, at that low. So Swift, I mean, obviously that's a little smaller sample size because Paul's uh, had as many games. DeAndre Swift, 2021 with the Lions. Um, he was getting at least 60% of the snap share. And in those games, only one game did he score less than 10. Uh, two games he scored less than 10. Um, but he wasn't getting, you know, he was getting 100 25 or so yards. I think I'm going to go with more here. And the reason for that is I think the Eagles are a much better defense than anybody that Zach Wilson's played against so far. He has not improved. That's obvious for everybody that's watched those games. Um, he's able to you know, make a, a one touchdown comeback in garbage time and, and you know, make the games closer. But I think this game gets out of hand quick. I think Swift's going to get a lot more work. And I think Brees Hall, unless he can break off a big run early, is going to kind of get phased out and get some passing down work. But I think the Jets are going to be way behind. And I don't think he's going to get a lot of work in garbage time. Um, 
So next one, Stefan Diggs has at least 100 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. All right, Diego? Uh, they're playing the Giants, so give me, yep. He's going to get 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. Ben? Yeah, that's the same same <laughs> thoughts I have. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to come out firing after that loss in London. Yeah. Um, and I think the Giants are going to be on the end of a beating. So, yeah, yeah I think it's likely. Got to get trampled. <laughs> so I hear what you're saying. Oh, Lord. Here we go. And I completely agree with most of what you're saying. I think the yards are going to be there. Um, I'm going to say no because I don't think he's going to get the touchdown. And their tight ends are injured. He has he's, the, he's either him or Davis. Gabe Davis. Do you think the Monster touchdown. Davis game, one of those three touchdown games for Davis? I, I think no, maybe. Um, I okay. I still think Diggs is going to have a big game. Don't get me wrong. I, I like I, he's probably going to have 150, 200 yards. I just don't think he gets into the end zone. Um, I just I don't know why. I I feel like this is a trap, and so I'm going to go the other way. I could be wrong, and I'm okay with that. But I just – I don't think he gets both. I think he definitely gets the receiving yards, but I don't think he gets the touchdowns. Uh, all right, so Justin Herbert, better or worse, quarterback 6.5 this week. Ben? Uh, better. He's been super hot when they're playing. Coming off a of bye week, everyone's at rested. Eckler's back. He'll likely catch a passing touchdown. Uh, Herbert seems to be – Feeling it this year. If that defense could stop anything, this team would be really good. Um, yeah, he'll be. I think he's in the top three. Diego, uh, I think he's better. Uh, I have him right there, quarterback six for this week. Uh, I got Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Lamar, Tua, and Herbert. So I think he barely makes it in, but I think he makes it. In. All right. I will also take better. Um, I don't think Mahomes is in that list this week. Uh, I think Herbert is probably going to be right around the quarterback four. Yeah, I think with Hurts playing uh, the Jets, tough tough D. Mahomes is on Thursday, which is always weird. I I think Mahomes has another like 240, 230 with a couple of touchdowns and the game's out of hand. So. Yeah. Like he honestly, if you look at Mahomes' numbers, he has not been a top ten quarterback this year. Yeah, so apparently having good wide receivers is still an issue in the NFL. It right? Def- well, it is. I mean, but the thing is, is he hasn't had to score that many points. Like their defense yeah, no, is I mean, much better this year than it has been. Yeah, their defense is their defense is good. Uh and and getting Jones back on that on the defensive line has has made a huge difference after that first game. Remember how mm-hmm. they, they lost and we talked about that and he got paid after that? Yeah. So we're all three betters there. And the last one, the number of quarterbacks to throw at least four passing touchdowns over and under of 0.5. Ben? I have it at over. Um, I think we got a couple last week that did it. Uh, Purdy had four. I think he could do that again this week. Um, it just seems to be it's a passing league these days. Uh all you need is one guy to do it. I think it happens. Diego? No, I'm going to take the under. I just can't find a game where it's going to happen. I mean, Dolphins-Panthers, maybe. But I'm going to take the under. All right. Looking 
Looking at the games. I mean, Patriots, Raiders, Mac Jones could throw for four. Revamped offense. Um, oh, this is tough with these games. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over as well. I think the opportunities are there for a couple of these teams. Um, you know, maybe the maybe the Texans. I think the 49ers game gets way out of hand. I don't think they even. I mean, unless they run the score up, I don't think they give Purdy the opportunity to throw four touchdowns. Um, the Dolphins, like you said, Texans are going up against the Saints, so that they um, are in Marshawn yeah. Lattimore. But I mean, yeah, Stroud's Saints, Stroud's Saints been pretty defense. good. Yeah. I know, yeah, the defense is. is um, I mean, the and the Eagles could light up the Jets. Like they, there's Hurts could throw for four touchdowns too. I, I, for me, it's the Dolphins, Panthers, and I'm, I'm not picking on Ben. It's just like that's no, no, that, that's definitely that's also true. Could be the the, the game that gets out of hand because um, I think they have Jeff Wilson back this week. I think Moser definitely is going to play. And yeah, no, and I, I, I think I think you you can score more on the ground on that game. That's why I'm going to take in the under. But yeah, that's I think you. I mean, a dump off to Mozart on a screen is, you know, is a uh, yeah, that's true. So, Those shovel passes count as, yeah. as touchdown it's, passes, which right. is insane, but it is what it is. So, okay. Um, so the last thing this week's special item is the love potion, and all you have to do with this one is pick any player uh, that will score a rushing or receiving touchdown. It can be quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. It just has to be a rushing or receiving uh, touchdown. Uh, and that'll win you two points. So it should be fairly easy to do. Uh, ben, who would you pick for that? So this also benefits my team itself if this guy scores. Uh, Chris McCaffrey. He's on, like I said, he's on a fucking ridiculous <laughs> Not touchdown fair. record. He's going to put it in. <laughs> He was the first person that popped in my head. I'm like, he's on a streak. They talked about it all last week. Yeah. Um, oh, they're definitely feeding him. And that sure team is so it. good, and he just gets the opportunities. He's been yeah. electric. He'll get in. Yeah. Uh, Diego. Uh, okay, so for me, I am going to take oh, – you took the good guy, huh? All right, I'm going to take Mustard. <laughs> I'm going to go up against the Panthers, and I'm going to say Raheem runs it in just because he is – I think he's like running back two or something. He is. Yeah, he's uh, so. the two, and uh, A-Chain I think is the five. Yeah, so Sports. I'm just going to go with uh, with A-Chain being out, and Mostert gets a chance to run it in. Okay. Um, I am going to go with Addison. Whoa. Yeah. Really? I am. Yeah, well. And there's a lot of players. The other, the other one I was thinking, kind of, uh, you could look at the Lions game and Monty. He is yeah, on fire. Mon- <laughs> yeah, like Mon- I think Monty gets one this week. Um, AJ Brown should get one this week. Um, I mean, honestly, I think Brees Hall is going to get one this week as well. Like, if if that question with with Brees was fantasy points, I probably would have taken Brees over Swift. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a lot of choices that people are going to be able to, to pick this week that I think are going to be correct. It's it's wide open with. Uh, I mean, I, I would probably also throw Kelsey in there for Thursday night because 
they're, they're not going to win if they can't get Kelsey a touchdown. So, all right. Um, so that's going to do us for the show this evening. Uh, Diego, any parting words for the listeners? No, just hope you guys have a great fantasy week. Good luck in your matchups again. Only if you're not playing me. If you're playing me, then good luck next week. Diego, and if you want to chat, <laughs> if you want to chat, I'm at sleeper uh, at Don Gato. Colombian voodoo coming your way if you beat Diego. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, parting words? Uh, no, I just uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we really enjoy doing this uh, when we get the chances to do it, as long as life's not intervening. Um, looking forward to the rest of this fantasy season, that's for sure. And I'm I'm hoping to see, hear some more of these questions. I love to hear the trade questions coming in. It seems like trade season's picking up quite a bit in leagues as uh, contenders uh, separate themselves and start to make moves. So keep sending those in to us. Um, you can reach out on Sleeper uh, at Rockstar12, 2Ks, 2Rs. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to make some trades, I'm always here to talk. So, Yeah, like you say, um, it, it is trade season. Uh, a lot of trades going on with people who are trying to make moves to get back in it, um, contenders trying to make moves to stay in it. And uh, especially across the Harry Potter leagues, uh, we have a, a lot of people starting to make some moves, um, you know, buffing up their teams for this year, taking picks for next year, things like that. So uh, any of those questions, like if you're not sure how to value somebody, in in those keeper leagues like that or where we have the draft picks in the Harry Potter leagues and the magic points, reach out because um, we're more than happy to, you know, put our two cents in and, and kind of give our experience with, with where trade values are for different players and stuff like that with that dynamic that we have in those leagues. Um, you can find me on Sleeper at Solinator. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the FF Degenerate. You can send an email to the show at dddffpod at gmail.com. Uh, we have the website at www.daydreamingdegenerates.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for the Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast, and you can post a question through there. And you can also find us on Patreon or on Spotify. If you want to donate to the show, uh, we're still giving away that Antonio Brown signed jersey to one of our lucky supporters. Uh, it's a red jersey with the white numbers. Antonio Brown signed it before he left the Jets game. <laughs> I'm sticking to that story. So, yeah, the $5 subscription will get you one entry. Every entry will go in and we'll draw the winner at Thanksgiving time. So like Ben said, good luck in your matchup this week. Thanks for listening, and good night.